Sports alma mater. And Shannon, HOFer, how does it feel so far? It feels unbelievable. I mean, it's better. It's even better than I imagined. Molly, if I had dreamed in my wildest imagination, it wouldn't have been as great as it is right now. Thank you, Savannah State. I'm home. No place I'd rather be doing first take than right here in this building. I'm having an absolute blast. It's an honor and a privilege to be here with my man. Surrounded by all of this love. I actually got to be nice, though. I actually got to take a light on him right now because he's with the people. You know what I'm saying? I got to deal with him another day. Today is his day. Well deserved. yards, three TDs, but it wasn't enough in the end. Either way, Dak doesn't feel it's all negative after the loss. Sucks. We're going to take it. Uh, we're going to move forward and use the fight, use a lot of the, the success. A lot, a lot of good things came out of this game. We're, we're doing things the right way. Uh, we just got to an inch here, an inch there, uh, make that difference, and we'll find a way to, to, to gain that. Someone crashing the part. There he is, my guy, Swagoo. Marcus Spears, how are we feeling this morning? How you feeling, Swagoo? You are. Are you I'm okay? Feeling, That's the greatest. Fine. That's the biggest. Are you all fine. right? I am fine. I don't even need okay. a 24-hour rule no more. My checks say ESPN now. I don't need a 24-hour rule no more. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hey, listen, Marcus, let me make you feel better. I'm a Giants fan, okay? I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. you should. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay, with that being can said, I, hey, should the Molly, Cowboys real quick. feel – Molly, yeah. real quick, can I say something first? Stephen A., you know how much I love you. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, big bro. Um, it's a pleasure, bro. This is our first time ever doing TV <laughs> together. You at your alma mater. I've been a fan for a long time. It's good to see you, man. And you are you are absolutely paving ways for certain guys like myself to keep this thing rolling. So it's the first time I've done TV with Shannon, and I just wanted to give him that shout-out, give him his flowers in public. I appreciate the love, Swaggle. Yeah, yeah. You. Do you think the Cowboys should feel encouraged or discouraged by the loss? They hung in that game. Discouraged, because here we are again. It's deja vu. You had an opportunity to win this game, Swaggoo. This, these are the moments that we've asked Dak to rise to the occasion. In moments like this, against teams like this, why would you be encouraged? You lost. I can see if you had a game, a game ending, a game ending drive, and you won the ball game. Now I'm really encouraged because you know what? I did it on the biggest stage in the biggest moments. But we have yet to see Dak do this on a consistent basis. And this is why all the questions keep arising. Because when we've asked Dak to be at his absolute best, finish this day off. You had an outstanding day. 344 passing yards. Three touchdowns. For you. Fit, uh, three, uh, wow. 30, 30 more than what I gave him credit. Right. 30 more than I gave him credit for. Finish it off with a game-ending drive and get out of there and now you control the division because you've gone to Philly and beat them in their building. Okay. Go ahead, Swag. Well, let's just throw all that stuff I said to Shannon out the window because we about to have our first fight <laughs> on first take. <laughs> listen, 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 man. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. And I love you to death. I love you to death. But, but here's the thing. I, I walked away from this one actually saying this is the first one I can't put at four feet. This is the first opportunity that I've had to say 
that he was absolutely the reason why the Dallas Cowboys had a chance to win this game. And, and, and too long, like, when you're trying to make plays, right, like, we, we throw a pass on a rub route. That's a great play by Dak who's under pressure, puts the ball in a great location, and you don't get in the end zone. Let's give Brandon Graham some credit for chasing him down when he's trying to get into the end zone. I know a lot of people, oh, you did this at the highest level. Your bust is in Canton. You got a gold jacket. And you know sometimes when you're trying to make a play, it just doesn't work out. There wasn't a time in this game last night outside of one situation where I said Dak could have done something better. And that's when he had Ferguson wide open in the middle of the field on that critical fourth down that they didn't convert. If you want to kill him for that, I'm with you because CeeDee Lamb and Ferguson was the guys that he was going to early in this game that was giving him some explosivity. But outside of that, Unc, he's the reason they were in the game. He is. They went in with a 17-14 lead in the halftime. The defense, unfortunately, gave up two touchdowns to a really good Philly football team. Now, the last possession of the game, you get a false start. The delay of game on, to me is on Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. When you don't down the football after the sack, that's on Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. But when we start talking about playmaking and the opportunities that he gave his team to have a chance to win this game, I can't lay that at the feet of four. And Stephen A. knows this. I'm as critical of Dak in moments as much as anybody. As much as I love the Cowboys, I'm going to always be honest about him. Last night was not a Dak Prescott issue. Swag. But think about this. You said he was the reason why they were in the game. Doesn't he need to be the reason why they win the game? How many times have you said Dak played well enough for them to win the game? At the end of the day, you're but, paying $40-plus million. He's okay. got to deliver I, I feel you on that, Shannon, but my point is this. If you're right, if we, get to, if we don't get to point to – you know, the false starts, if we don't get to point to the penalties, if we don't get to point to a wide receiver or a tight end and shoemaker that comes down with his knee a half inch away from the end zone, if we don't get to point to those things, you're right. You're totally right. But the problem is there were abundance of things that we saw transpiring. The lack of a running game, two receivers that were no-shows because C.D. Lamb was getting all the touches, okay? The tight end and what I just explained happened. The clock management issues that we've been lamenting since Mike McCarthy arrived. Yes. You remember. The penalties that we were talking about, these are the kind of things we've been going on for years and years and years. And, oh, by the way, 54% of the time they're passing, 46% of the time they're running the football. I thought that Mike McCarthy needed Kellen Moore going so he could bring more balance exactly. to the offense. That isn't happening either. So I'm looking at all of those things pointing in a different direction, and then I'm looking at Micah Parsons and the rest of the crew saying, yo, we go with Dak. Dak showed up. We ain't worried about him right now based on what we're seeing. Yeah. And I take that seriously because we both know they had some trepidation about that brother coming into this season. But, Swag, at what point in time do you say, you know what, he's arrived in those games that are close and that we're encouraged about, we're excited that we won the game? When does that day happen? Uh, uh, see, see, here's the thing. like, Because we had these conversations about Dak and we always put special and elite. Dak is not special and elite. Dak is a really good quarterback in the NFL. I think we've been asking for him to do something that he literally is not. But last night, when you roll out, when you make two throws to Ferguson at the end of the game and he gets out of bounds, when you make the throw to CeeDee Lamb and you get down to where you are at the end of the game, that's your quarterback making plays. He can't help that the right tackle yes. got beat like a 
drum at Savannah State during homecoming and got beat in 1.5 <laughs> seconds and, and get put to sleep. Like, he has no answer for that. We have, like, I get it. We, it's easy for us to say you can't take a sack in that situation. But uh, you know how fast it's going out there. As soon as the yeah. man got off his first read, he was hit by Josh Sweat. That's not on him. We look at Brandon Graham coming in the game and beat Terrence Steele again for sacks. That overcame a lot in that game as well. I just don't want this to become about Dak Prescott being the issue for Dallas Cowboys when he's not. Now, there will, there have been plenty of times in the past, and I don't know if it's going to be more times in the future, but he will get his smoke rightfully so when it's about him. I just can't put last night on him, huh? Well, let me ask you a question. Who, fought, who, who shoved him out of bounds? So who fought that he stepped out of bounds on that two-point play? That was on him. Did, did, did you see Brandon you Graham tracking him to the sideline? I know that. I mean, swags, swags. The difference, you on. know how this thing works. The really, the really good quarterbacks, and I'm not saying he has to be Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, but the really good quarterback, it comes down to moments. Moments in a ball game. He's had one of the games of his career. Don't you want to finish this thing off the right way and get a dub? Yes, um, but we, we got to stop. He, he was, that's just playmaking, and I get what you're saying. But I don't know if a quarter, I don't know if that change, I don't know because we got quarterbacks better than Dak that they don't step out of bounds in that situation unless they faster. If it's Lamar Jackson, you're going to beat him around the edge and score a touchdown and the dude ain't going to never touch you. But those situations to me are more about athleticism and your speed and your ability to get there. He was grinding to get there. He used his legs last night to make some great throws. The out route to CeeDee Lamb close to the sideline. That's Dak improvising and going make a play. All of those yes. times where we saw him overcome situations seems to go away when he don't make that, when he steps out of bounds. Um, it was a great throw on the on the um, goal line when, when Schumacher didn't get in. That's a really good throw yes. by a quarterback. So I, I yes. just, I'm not going to put this one on him. Just no, this one. Just this one. Yeah. I'm not, listen, I'm not saying that he's totally at fault. But at the end of the day, who gets the credit when they win, Swags? Quarterback. I got it. I understand yep. that. Swaggo, who are you putting yep. it on? Who are you putting the loss on then if it's not on deck? I think, I, one, Mike McCarthy in that situation, when you get a delay a game late in that game and you could – think about this for a second, mm -hmm. Molly, to that question you asked. Dallas started that drive, I believe, yeah. on the 10-yard line or the 6-yard line. They ran their last play from the third. And two of those were penalties. Two of those, one was a false start and one was a delay of game. That's Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. And that's after they got assisted. And that's after, after they got yeah. assisted with Hassan Reddick pushing, pushing yes. Dak Prescott in the back and giving him yes, 15 yards. Well, but, but Josh Sweat getting a sack and knocking him down for 11 yards ain't on him. Hey, let me, can I ask you a question, Swags? How many games have the Cowboys won this year when they didn't take the ball away? None. None, huh? None. And I, listen. So, so, so when, when are you going to score enough points to say, you know what, D, y'all ain't take the ball away today. Y'all didn't get a pick six scoop and score. You didn't put us on a short yep. field. When is that going to happen? Let me throw this to you. Let me, I got a better question for you, Shannon. Did you walk away if, based on how Dallas played yesterday, yes. is there a team in the NFC they can't beat based on how they played yesterday? No, there's not a team that they can't beat, but there's also not a team that's in the top tier that can't beat them. Okay. 
So it's, it's, it's a toss up. Yeah. It's a toss up. Picking up what you're yeah, that's, that's an improvement. That's an improvement but, for the but, Cowboys. But here's the thing, though. There will happen. The 49ers already beat them. Yep. So if they have an yep. even record swags, they got to go back to the 49ers. We already know that's a house of horrors for them. If, okay? to, if the, the 49ers will start winning again, if they keep losing, the Dallas got a better record, they'll have to right. go to Dallas. But here's the thing. No, no they won't because right. they're not going to catch the one Eagles. Question. You're right about that. One right. Question for Unk. You got the last right. word here. Yeah, yes. one question for Unk. All right, we, we go into this game, the NFC East. Philly wins this game, and they go up two games in the division. All good. We know where Dallas sits. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you this question. If, the, if I told you that Dak Prescott is going to go into the rest of the season playing games like he played against Philly, wouldn't you say they're going to win more of them than they lose? But you, you would be asking me to believe something that I haven't seen in eight years. How many times have he put we, – we asked Dak Prescott to be consistent. And it's all about consistency. Yeah, if you're going to tell me he's going to throw for 374 and three touchdowns – And no hell, interceptions. They, and no interceptions, yeah, they're probably going to win them all. But what right. indication, what gives you to believe that you've seen that over the last eight years from Dak Prescott? Unk, I ain't going to talk about the last eight years, but over the last three weeks he's been playing phenomenal football. <laughs> over the last three weeks he's been playing phenomenal football. All right. That's right, man. I'm not here to talk about the past. You know, I'm not here to talk Marcus, about the past. Marcus, you came in in a good mood, and I want you to leave in a good mood. We I'm appreciate you. I'll see you on Wednesday. Much more Shout to come from Shannon to all the modern. We are live in Savannah State having a good time. The Chiefs and Eagles yeah. stood on business yesterday. Yeah. Find out which team Stephen A. says is a better chance of getting back to the Super Bowl next. My, my name is Francisco Rao. I'm Solomon Masters. We're repping Savannah State Baseball. Stay locked in on first take. We'll be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
go where Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs got the better of two and the Dolphins by a score 21 to 14. KC was led by their defense while Mahomes tossed two TD passes. In the NFC, the Eagles, they got the best of the Cowboys with an exciting 28 to 23 victory. Philly sits alone atop the NFC with an 8 and 1 record heading into their bye week. The Eagles next game will be at Arrowhead against the Chiefs. Five-time Pro Bowler Sterling Sharp back here with us. We're keeping it in the family with the Sharp Brothers. <laughs> back at Savannah State. They are so excited to have Shannon here. And I love it. Okay. We'll give it a moment. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll let the love marinate a little. I'll start with you, Stephen A. Which team do you trust more to get to the Super Bowl? Is it the Eagles or the Chiefs? I'm going to roll with the Chiefs for the time being. And here's where I'm coming from with this, fellas. It's not just about Patrick Mahomes. It's about that defense in Kansas City. Combined with the health of Jalen Hurts, I'm having some questions, some, some, some trepidation about that. I'm watching him be gimpy a yes, lot. Yes, yes. Got hurt again yesterday. He was mm -hmm. a big gimpy. Mm -hmm. Courageous, obviously, go out there, handle his business, close the deal. We get that. Uh, th three times in the red zone, converted all three occasions. We get that. Three long drives, by the way. But in the same breath, I think that as the season progresses, you're not going to get healthier in his position, True. more is going to be required of you. True. And I know he's got a stud like A.J. Brown. Mm -hmm. Devontae Smith is nothing to sneeze at. Dallas got him made a big-time catch on yeah. the third down conversion. Yeah. Broke his you know what I'm Broke his one. Yeah, yeah. Because he stiffed on him and they yeah. got pulled down and what have you. So we got to worry about him. I'm just of the mindset that even though the Eagles' defense is good, they bend a lot, although they don't break. Kansas City, that's not the case. And on top of it all, the health of Jalen Hurts has me thinking like that. Do you have the same problem that I'm experiencing being on this show? Stephen A. looking at my notes and saying exactly what I was going to say. I'm not, I, 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 totally I'm not a flagrant thief. I totally agree with you. And, you know, and, and I, I like to stick with the trend of being a quarterback-driven league. Mm -hmm. We know what Patrick Mahomes is going to bring to the table. And talking to Andy Reid, he believes once his offense starts to play like Kansas City's defense, mm -hmm. they're going to be to deal with. So I, yeah. I think the Kansas City Chiefs, we know what they're getting. We know who they are. If they can stay relatively healthy, Kansas City going to be to deal with. I'm going to disagree with both of you because I believe Kansas City has a tougher road to travel. I believe Cincinnati and the Baltimore Ravens are more formidable in the AFC right. than any team that will be formidable to the Eagles in the NFC. And I agree with you. The injury, injury is going to be a factor. Yes. But what concerns me about, uh, about Kansas City are those receivers. Yeah. You mentioned it earlier. They cannot get consistent separation. And you saw what happened when they took Travis Kelsey away in the second half. They said, we refuse to let Patrick Mahomes scramble and find Travis Kelsey. No one else could get separation. They had 100 yards in the second half, Stephen A. I played with Andy Reid. I played with Andy Reid in Green Bay. So I know what he knows for the most part right. about this system and about getting people open. All he's doing is taking notes. That's okay. all he's Th doing. That's fair. And I think that, you know, give the ball to Pacheco a little bit more, throw two, th throw two tight ends yes. out there instead of the instead receivers. Of, right? yes. But let me ask you this question because this is what popped into my head as you were talking. How much is the loss of Eric B. Enemy affecting Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs offense, if at all? No diss to Eric B. Enemy. Okay. Outstanding uh, offensive coach, but this is Andy Reid's baby. Okay. He learned it where I learned it from Mike Holmgren. He brought it from there for, for what we would consider our godfather, although it goes back to Bill Walsh. What Andy Reid does is he understands that as you progress in the season and get in the playoffs, it ain't about the plays. It's about the players. And I got to put you in a position to be successful. 
So whether it's Pachinko playing wide receiver mm-hmm. and not coming out of the backfield but lining up at wide receiver, Andy Reid is taking notes. When this offense starts to play like Kansas City's defense, they're going to be to deal with. Okay. But my, my concern is at some point in time, you, ca- you can't keep scheming yeah, you receivers can. open. Yes, you can. You're going to have to find, look, I, uh, either one or two things. If you can't beat man coverage, you're either coaching or selling cars, Stephen A. <laughs> All the coaching staffs are, are hey. filled up, and I don't know any, they don't know anybody that sells cars, so they can't get a job I selling cars. I watched a little receiver win the Triple Crown a couple of years ago for the Rams that's being schemed to get open. Right. I've seen Wes Welker being schemed to get open. Let me tell you something. This league, there's no contact. So when you play in a league where there's no contact, I can't hit the quarterback, mm-hmm. I can't impose my will on you as a defensive player, mm-hmm. oh, I can scheme well, to get you open. I got to say oh, this. Yes, I, I got to say something's happening here because I am known <laughs> as somebody that brings people together. <laughs> and I have caused a divide amongst the shops. I'm going to have a conversation. And I love it. I'm going to have a conversation with him after this. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me. He needs to get the scheming because those guys are not getting over the system. He will. Let me ask you this just as a Titan. So since 2021, 52% of Jalen Hurts passes to uh, Dallas Goddard have resulted in first towns. That's the highest rate of any duel. How big of a loss? You mentioned potentially the broken forearm. Is this for them down the road? It's, it's a huge loss because he's the guy when it's third and short that he can go to because he can. he's great against linebacker yeah. coverage. He's great one-on-one against a, a safety or a linebacker. And that allows Devontae Smith and uh, um, A.J. Brown to operate without somebody being underneath them. This will be a huge loss for them if he's yeah. out for any significant amount of time. Not only that, with him being out, there's additional bodies or additional focus that can be placed on A.J. Yes. Brown yes. without being worried about it, and that's a problem. Yes. That means Devontae Smith is going to be key. He's going to have to step up, and of course, gain well and swift out of the backfield. They're going to have to be more productive to make up for the reliability. you got a gimpy quarterback. Let me tell you what we do. We affect in the pocket. That's because right. if he can't move and extend play right. without Dallas Goddard, right. oh, this exactly. here is getting ready to get and interesting. Well, they, they, did, they did sign Julio. Julio's going to have to be – if Julio can stay healthy, I still believe he can ask Julio ability. Jones? Julio right. Jones. He's my age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but he doesn't, <laughs> he, he doesn't have to be Julio from five years ago. Yeah. He just need to give them a, a, a consistent catch here or there. Keep the change. He moving. has to be somebody that can do what Dallas, Dallas Goddard would be there to do. Yeah. And I don't know if that Julio Jones – Capable of that well, anymore. Well, if he, I don't know that. If he can't beat the third or fourth corner, he might he be might, hang it up. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's really that That's simple, Stephen. All right. According to ESPN Bet, by the way, I love the name that they came up with for that ESPN Bet. It's good. Yeah. The Chiefs and Eagles are co favorites to win the Super Bowl, so we will leave it with that, gentlemen. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. When you're on a business trip, You know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore a seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. 
Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. Athletes, our regular students, our faculty, our football team. You know, we all miss him. We're glad he's back. We love you, okay? And you always, you always have a place here. You just show up some one day. Just come in. Don't let people know. You know, put a disguise on like Michael Jackson used to do. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Dundee. Yeah, absolutely. That'll be tough these days. <laughs> yeah, he's, got, he's got a crew. He's got a team. He's got the whole team. He got team. a whole team, huh? Okay, so you know. HBCUs have a special place in our hearts. Stephen A. went to one, our director, Brandy. So, Shannon, with that being said, it's time for a special Shannon's A-list where you're going to give us the top five HBCU players that played in the NFL. Yeah, this this is my list. Now, obviously, I left some great. I'm talking about guys that got busts right. and gold jackets off this list. Hold on, hold on. Is it fluid? No, it ain't fluid. It's not fluid. This is not. This is my list. This is this is interesting stone. Just sit right there. Let me move right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Number five. Doug Williams. Mm. Because without Doug Williams, there is no Patrick Mahomes. Okay. There is no Cam Newton. There is no Jalen Hurts. The first black quarterback to win the Super Bowl to make it possible because remember, black quarterbacks couldn't think on their feet. Yep. They could never win this game. Okay. Doug Williams put all of that to rest in 1987. Number four. Number four. All right, Shell. The Maryland Eastern ah. Shore. Great all-time. Mm. Eight Pro Bowl, eight Pro Bowls, uh, many-time All-Pro. Not only first in the modern era of black coach in the NFL. So what he did, and black coaches get an opportunity to coach. A lot of that have to do with Art Shale. Okay, okay. Me number three. Right? One of my favorite okay. things in this segment, I should have stopped out, is that Stephen A. Can we that's just right. get this? I'm, I'm, Stephen A. is playing right. Vanna White. physicality. A four-time Super Bowl defensive player of the year. Before primetime, he was the best corner in football. Mel Blunt is my third best HBCU player. Okay. In Are you ready for number two? I'm ready for number Are two. Are you ready for number two? This guy could have easily... Bring your hands off, Stephen A. Good job. The great Jackson State. Once the all-time leader in NFL history in rush yards, we know what Walter Payton was. Okay. We know what he is. Has an honor, the highest honor that you can uh, achieve in the NFL, which is Walter Payton, Man of the Year. Walter Payton is my second greatest HBCU alone. Okay. 
And this guy, there shouldn't be no debate. There shouldn't be no debate. You should be no debate. There should be no debate. There's no debate at one. I can make a, I can make, I can make an argument, a very compelling argument. Okay. He's the greatest player to have ever played our game. That's the kind of, that's how great he was. The Mississippi Valley State legend, Jerry Rice. So there it is. Doug Williams, Art Shell, Mel Blunt, Walter Payton, Jerry Rice. I can't dispute it. I can't dispute it. I got a, I got a couple questions. Cause there's some guys, like you said, it's not fluid. It's not fluid. I'm wondering about Michael, Tra- Michael, Michael Strahan. Yeah, Michael Strahan, Deacon Jones. That's right. Okay. Yes. Deacon Jones. I'll pick, you know, Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes. Okay. Willie Lanier. Willie Lanier. There's a bunch of guys. So Steve McNair. I love Steve McNair. And then then when we talk about recent guys, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you got guys like uh, Antoine Bethea. Yes. You know, 15 Mm -hmm. years in the NFL, three-time Pro Bowler, you know, won a Super Bowl, you know, and and, and then you got, uh, you know, those guys. Robert Bethea. Robert What he's accomplished, obviously, Grand Then you got to take into consideration first black quarterback wins Super Bowl. We get that, but, but I think I'm also that, saying you. Yeah, you changed the game for the title on this position. List. I you think did. you belong on yeah, this you list. You belong on the list, definitely. I'm gonna be humble enough to say, you know what? There've been some great. There, there are a lot of great HBCUs. Okay. Uh, Aeneas Williams. Yeah, I was gonna Michael, him Michael Strahan, yeah. Richard Dent. A lot of these guys have gold jackets. But you know what? These three right here, they're not going anywhere. Right. We, can deba- we can debate four and five. Right. One, two, three is undebatable. But you definitely deserve to be in the top five, right? <laughs> for being here. No I appreciate Thank it. You. Uh, before you get into the list, I mean, do you have any, like, Shannon stories you want to tell us from college, you know? <laughs> any, you know, you, it's just, you don't it's have just to tell them. They you can keep them. They want you you got well, anything good for us? Well, the only thing I can say about Shannon is his leadership that he stole upon us as a player. And when he invited me to come up to the games, uh, myself, Steve Giardo, I sat there and watched how Savannah State University telling Oklahoma, Miami, Florida State, Notre Dame, how to prepare on and off the field as a professional. And we were talking about HBCU guy. So that was the thing that really I loved about Shannon was his leadership skill he had with us. The funniest thing, we follow his lead. When things we did, he did. He didn't ask no different than what we all did as a team. He ate with us. He stayed in the same dorm. 
No, he tried. He, he even Sterling, he could have got an apartment off campus, but he stayed on campus with us as teammates. So that's thing I loved about Shannon was his leadership skill all around. Well, uh, I have one story, Stephen A. Oh. I have been absolutely barred from telling, so you won't tell that story. No more. But I will tell you this. Uh, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, uh, well, the man ruleth well, he's worthy of double honor. And I want to say this before the American public. I had the opportunity to witness his life and the things he's suffered to be where he is today. And I can only say, I want to give you double honor today, my friend. And bringing it back to our university, oh, yes. I feel like it's in the analogy of Queen Esther in the Bible, you have been brought to the kingdom for such a time as this. And this is your hour. And we thank you for standing for us before the king. So we honor our man of God. God bless you, sir. I appreciate that, brother. We had a very special group. When I got here in 1986, uh, Ford, Pastor Ford, I'll be respectful. We call you to call him Big Daddy. But it's Pastor Ford now. Yeah. But it was about 10 of us. And when we walked around campus, the way we addressed each other was 86. We called each other 86. Yeah. And any time that we heard 86, we knew it was one or the other. As a team, we went by TFI. We did everything together. We yeah. sat in the cafeteria together. We, we played spades together. Yes, and there's did. nothing that went down on this campus. If you bothered one TFI, yes, you had to deal with all of us. All of we go to the basketball game. We used to go to the basketball game when the stadium was over there. Yeah. We dress up with suit coats, and any time the Savannah State score a basket, we would throw rolls of toilet paper on yes. the court. Now we would run out of toilet paper, then we have to go back out there and get it a little later. But that's what we did. It was such a great honor. I had my, I had my, um, my Molly Stephen A. Yeah. When I started at Savannah State, I want yeah. you guys to hear this story. When I started at Savannah State. Every class I took was developmental studies. Mm -hmm. Y'all know what developmental studies is? Nothing that I took towards graduation. I was in remedial reading class, remedial reading, math, and English. All of those classes, my teacher, Joanne Green, she just left, she had to go attend some poor daughter. She put her arm around me. She said, son, you're better than this. She said, son, you're better than this, and I want to see you get out of this class. I had another professor, uh, uh, Joyce McLemore, Dr. McLemore. She said, Mr. Sharp, I don't want to see you in this class. I graduated in four and a half years after starting in every single developmental study. Mm -hmm. I was never embarrassed because my grandmother sent me to Savannah State for two reasons, mm -hmm. to go play in the NFL and to get a degree. Now, I didn't know which one was going to happen first. <laughs> the world of me because we did everything together. We rode the bus and we became close. And I was Coach Davis, I was the best player, but Coach, I was Coach Davis' favorite. They used to talk me in and we would stop. We, I would make Coach Davis stop the bus at convenience stores. <laughs> so we would stop at a convenience store. You in charge of them, which means I had to make sure everything that they got, they paid for. Right. 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 <laughs> but you know what, man? These guys, to have Big Daddy, to have a, a bucket, Squirrely Mike, Rough House, to have them in the building, and there's my high school coach. My high school coach not only coached me and my brother, he coached my mom. Wow. My mom graduated in 1960, I graduated in 86. He coached me, my mom, all of my uncles. So it is an, a, a huge honor to have Coach Hall, to have, come on up here, Squirrel, come on, Rough he House, Coach up. Hall. He doesn't have a mic, but let's let him have his moment. 
And here's your high school coach right here, right? This is my high school coach. Yep. Coach Hall. Remember, no mics. They don't have mics yet. Yeah. Here's the thing, Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the mic. Give me the mic. Coach Hall lived in Savannah. He drove 65 miles one day, every day, to Glenville to teach. He would take us to track meets in Savannah. So he'd drive the school bus so we could have track meets in Savannah. He'd drive us home, take everybody home, and get in his car and drive back to Savannah. He did that every day for 50 years. This is my man. This is my man. I'm proud of you, Coach. Thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done for me and my family. You've been a family staple for over, over 60 years now. So thank you, Coach. I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And all my guys, Rough House, Squirrel, Bucket, Big Daddy, I love you guys, man. Thank you. had great respect for you obviously what you've done on the football field what you've done on television but just the little time I've worked with you it's grown more and more and just seeing your family today your teammates what you're all about the kind of man you are the character the work ethic it's really impressive and it's humbling and it's an honor to get to work with you and you know what they our motto is you can get anywhere, anywhere from, from here. here that's right <laughs> The message to steal from it all is that love matters. Yeah. You got love in your life when you got people That's around right. you That's who right. identify with you, your struggles, and they're there to uplift you and to make sure that abyss that you ultimately fall in, because we all do, they're there to help lift you out of it. And he clearly has yeah. that group that has uplifted him. I'm happy for you. I'm happy for all of y'all, man. It's a good day for y'all, and I'm proud to be a part of it. To have, just to have a small token of the 86 class here, we came, we, us guys, we came in together, man. It means the world to me. It means the world to me the way you've embraced me today. You, I can't put into words what it means to have you guys show up and show up for me. I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. Thank you so much, SSU. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X Card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. You know, I always have faith in, in our ability to get the job done. We just always feel good coming in the game, so we just got to keep that going. Looks in the back left corner, the end zone. Irv Smith, touchdown. Handoff goes to Mixon and into the end zone for a two-yard touchdown run. Bengals back on top here. And we want to know this week. we got to be one to know next week, too. This week means nothing. We're 5-3 right now. We're in a great spot. Uh, we just got to continue to get better. Let's get into it. So the Bills weren't the only contender that wasn't at their best on Sunday. The Dolphins scored a season-low 14 points. The Seahawks lost by 34, and the Cowboys came up short against their division rival. Welcome back into First Take Live from Savannah State. Shannon Sharp's alma mater, his brother, five-time Pro Bowler. Sterling Sharp here with us, won the Triple Crown in 1992. Can't forget that. 92. Is that before?
before Columbus or after? Oh, would you, would you stop? Would you stop? The, the focus isn't the year, it's the, it's the accolade. With that being said, Stephen A., looking at those four matchups from yesterday, and we were so excited about this slate of games, which loss was the most detrimental? Uh, for me, it's the Buffalo Bills. Mm. I just feel that way. And the reason why is that I hearken back, like you bring up the past about the Cowboys over the last eight years. I just keep going back to where the Buffalo Bills were when they went nip and tuck back and forth against Kansas City in that divisional playoff game that they ultimately lost. The manner in which we spoke about them, it was Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes' yes. league. Yes. yes, League. And it's gone from that to back-to-back Super Bowl appearances. I'm sorry, back-to-back uh, AFC Championship game appearances by, by uh, Joe Burrow. Yeah. And so it's Joe Burrow now that's going as nipping and tucking at the heels of a Patrick Mahomes. I'm thinking about them losing in the divisional playoff game to Cincinnati last year. I'm thinking about the histrionics that Stephon Diggs engaged in on the sideline. I'm thinking about the fact that he came into the training camp, mumps separated got from the play. divisional I playoff got a game. Problem. And, and it was like all of this, all of this, <laughs> yes. all of this. And it was like, listen, I'm not sure about this team basically based on what you were hearing. And now here we are halfway through the season and you already have four losses. So it's really validating what the reports were in terms of his Stephon Dick's suspicion about what this team was and what it was not. And if they do, if they lose early, we're looking at McDermott a little bit differently. Sure. We're looking at Josh Allen differently. Yes. Stephon Diggs might be no going. Doubt. He might get himself up out of yeah. Buffalo. There's a lot that goes into this Buffalo loss. You know, and I'm worried about him. I, I thought about it was going to be the Dolphins, but I agree with you, Stephen A. Because here's the thing. Josh Allen has built his reputation on two games. When he went head-to-head with Patrick Mahomes, even though he lost in the That's divisional right. round, That's right. in that Sunday night game in which he outdueled Patrick Mahomes. That's right. At some point in time, we've got to ask Josh Allen to update his resume because we can't keep allowing him. We've, we've allowed him to live on those two moments far too long because in the last two years, he's come up short more often than not. You can't lose that game opening night to, uh, 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 to the Jets after uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down. You lost because you had four turnovers, and they were all caused by you. You turned the ball over far too much. We've allowed Josh Allen to get by on two games and get to say, well, he's elite, he's elite. It's time for him to update that resume and show me moving forward because he's losing far too many of these games for us to keep saying, keep bragging about uh, uh, Josh Allen and putting him in that Mahomes and Joe Burrow category. I, I concur with both of you, but I, I, I'm looking at a team, a devastating loss on Sunday, and I see the Josh Allen and the Bills, but for me, it's the track team down in Miami because here's what you did. You, you put on tape that you can be stopped, not slowed down. You can be stopped. You put on tape that, guess what? When someone else puts their hands up, you fold. You put on tape that while it looks good in sunny Florida, it ain't always sunshine. For me, it's because we were going Tua or Patrick Mahomes. You know, forget Josh, forget Joe. Is it Tua? When I look at Miami, I'm like, what now? Because when you put on tape something that these are going to be good teams in the playoffs, I'm guessing, and you can't stand up and and play with or beat the good teams, that's a problem. I will for me. tell you where I will tell you where I piggyback off the point you're making. Tyreek Hill, they're gonna get this work though. 
Ooh. Yeah. That was his quote. Yeah. yeah. That was his quote. Two drops and, 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 There you go. Two he drops wasn't on the, the railroad. I can tell you that. There we go. And so he said they were going to get this work. And he usually backs it up. Yes. He did it. And there's a couple of games this season where we can point to mistakes made directly by him. Yes. That cost the Miami Dolphins. Right. Philadelphia and yesterday. That is a concern. All right. So among those four notable losers yesterday, only Miami remains the favorite to win their division. Before we roll, uh, what does it mean to have your brother here? It means everything. I mean, he's all he he was always he's always been in my corner. Um, it's, ve- it, you, it, it's, it's very rare that you find someone that wants something more for you than they want for themselves. Wow. He's always been my biggest fan. He's always been my biggest cheerleader. And every opportunity that he got to come, like I said, when he was, he was in the league, he would come down and hang out with me and my teammates in the dorm. He'd hang out with us in the student center. He's all, in high school, when I was in high school running track, he would leave college and come down there and, and coach me up and says, this is what we need to do. We're going to take this jump. We need to save you because you got a long jump. You got to throw the disc and you got to run the relays. And so he just always been, like I said, Molly, Stephen A., our relationship is not unlike any other brother because he's more like a father to me. And that's, that's, that's how our relationship is. That's how I look at him. That's how I give him the ultimate respect. I tell you this, the only thing I can say is this, Sterling. As grown men, as grown black men, I have never in my life heard a black man speak about his brother better than I've heard Shannon speak no doubt. about no doubt. you. I mean, it's a, it, 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 I've never heard it. I mean, I've heard people love their brother and speak highly of their brothers, but I've never heard anyone speak better of their brother than, than Shannon has spoken to You know, and it's funny you say that because when he was given his Hall of Fame speech, the one thing I kept coming back to, it wasn't the words. He was watching. And so what I was taught, what we were taught, I just tried to continue that. And every wor- everything he said from that moment going into the Hall of Fame, because that's when he kind of let the world in on our relationship right. up until this point is he was watching. So it's not so much just what you say. Mm. It's a whole lot more of what you do. And when we talk about in athletics, we talk about what you put on film. He makes me extremely proud and humbled for what I put on film to show him on not only how to be a, a little brother, uh, how to be annoying, uh, how to, you know, he, he dressed better in college than I did. He drove a better car in college than I did because I did, Stephen. I, I wanted him uh, to have what I either what I had or better than what I had. And this is the last point. I said this. If going into the Hall of Fame would exceed how I feel right now, this night, when he got inducted, I never want to go into the Hall of Fame. That's how much this cat means to me. Because there's very few times. You know, the thing was is that I learned early I on. I hate to cut this off. We do have okay. to go. No, go, no, no, go real quick. Go to bed. I was going to say that my grandfather made him responsible for me. He's only three years older. So if I did something, he got in trouble. Because my grandfather would say, you're old enough to know. And you're supposed to show him and tell him what he's supposed to do and what he shouldn't do. And so he took a lot of the blame. He took a lot of the, the, uh, the, the beatings that I would have gotten. When you set the field on fire? Yeah, yeah I did that. <laughs> I, I got that. Molly, I want to tell this one story. This is when I knew my brother loved me. We didn't have a whole lot of money. And he got down there one morning, and there was only enough milk for one bowl of cereal. He ate the cereal, but he left the milk for me so I could have some. I was about 10 years old. 
that's when I really realized just how much this man loved me. And from that moment on, my sister sitting over there right now, it drove her crazy. She said, Shannon, I want you to be your own man. Shannon, stop trying to be, <laughs> stop trying to be like him. But everything that I wanted to be in life yeah. was this man. The bond you didn't is follow, so beautiful. You didn't follow me around. I followed you. <laughs> yeah. All right. I told you guys, don't get me teary-eyed again. It's the third time in this show. My goodness. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. What's up, y'all? Yes! Hi there, kids! We're here with the Savannah State track team. Molly, take it away! Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.